Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. The readings for today tell us about the power of speech, the power of our word, in the ultimate power of God's word. We have a proverb today where we hear some advice on how to use words and what to pray for. We have a psalm today, 119, again, where we're talking about having our falsehood removed so that we can speak with words that come from God, that we can speak about God's law, and that we can praise him because he gives us these laws that maintain us on the path of righteousness and the path of goodness, the path that leads to eternal salvation. And in the gospel today, uh, which is Luke, from Luke 9, Jesus summons the 12, and I always love that word because it has such power, summoning, and gives them power and authority to proclaim the gospel. That same power and authority has been given to you and to me. And it is a matter for us to know that it has been given and also to use it, to put it to use. So let us think about the question of today. How do I use my word? Do I use it in a way of life to build up, to encourage, to proclaim, to praise, to give thanks? Or do I use my word uh, in the path of death, which is to discourage, to criticize, to judge? to minimize, to disenfranchise? How do I use my word? And then do I know the power of God's word? And when we understand that power, am I using it to make the world a better place? Listen to today's proverb. Every word of God is tested. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. That means the word of God is something that is going to protect us. And it is somewhere where we can rest in that refuge. Add nothing to his words, lest he reprove you and you will be exposed as a deceiver. God is almighty and his ways are not our ways as we said yesterday so when god speaks and we add things to it that create our own gray area so that we can find comfort or expand it or put our own understanding not seek god's understanding then we are going to walk in the wrong direction or even worse we're going to lead astray others that are coming with us so the one that is writing the proverbs is going to say two things i ask of you lord Deny them not to me before I die. Put falsehood and lying far from me. So 
we can ask in our prayer. And the Proverbs, just like the Psalms, is a very good way to meditate and to pray, to, to bring our petitions to God, that he may clean our speech, that he may clean our intentions, and that he may help us to speak the truth even when it is difficult or even dangerous. And then we hear, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Provide me only with the food I need, lest being full I deny you, saying, Who is the Lord? Or being in want, I steal and profane the name of my God. We can all sit and in the loftiness of our own spaces of comfort, we can make all kinds of propositions for things we think we're going to do but many times when we are in the thick of some event where we're being tested some tribulation some difficulty we realize that we can act in ways that we didn't even expect and in the proverb we see that if I have too much food maybe I become overindulgent and I lose my sense of self-discipline or self-control or if I am in such want that I feel desperate, I could even get to the place, says the psalmist, that I could steal. So give us our daily bread. Let us then remember again that we have power in the way we speak and that if we have difficulties, we can always bring it to God and ask him to help us to polish, to improve, to clean the way we see, the way we speak and the way we walk. Psalm 119 in verse 105 is a very long one says your word O Lord is a lamp for my feet I know that there are some songs in church that use this as a refrain so God's word is an active word and we can call upon it when we need direction and protection. Your word is a lamp for my feet. Let it shine, Lord, when I'm taking steps so that I know where I'm going. And in the middle of darkness or difficulty, we can say this. I know that I was skiing one time in the middle of a whiteout and there was no way of knowing what direction we were skiing. And it was the end of the day and all the kids were with us. And it's in moments like this that we can say, Lord, help us, protect us, guide us. We cannot see. And boy, did it seem real for me that we walk by faith and not by sight because we couldn't see anything at all. We were going super slow. But this is an example in a tangible way that God's word is a lamp for my feet. Because when I'm in the midst of situations at work, for example, where I don't know the intentions of someone or in my house when one of my kids is quiet and I know something is going on with them and they don't want to tell me what's going on and I'm just sitting knowing that I can't help them unless they tell me something. Sometimes I just need God to show me the way and your word is a lamp for my feet. Is where God shows up for me where I know that I can't make any other steps or I can do nothing else or say anything else because I don't know where to go with it. But in the psalm, there are a few recommendations that are so helpful. One is a request, remove from me the way of falsehood and help me favor your law. The law of your mouth is to me more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces. And is that true? That we actually ponder God's law 
that we actually ask God daily to help our actions and our thoughts and our words be more and more aligned with his ways. The psalm continues, your word endures forever. It is firm as the heavens. Now that a lot of things around us are falling apart, today in my city, because we were having flat watches and flat warnings, the schools <laughs> that had opened canceled. And so we had a little bit of hecticness in the city as people were getting their kids ready and they had to turn around and, and not leave. So in these kinds of moments of chaos where we are taking a step forward and three back, it's very important to be rooted in God and to know that his word is eternal and that in these moments we can actually speak that word as a way of, of helping ourselves. Or maybe you've had 10 Zoom calls one after the other and you've sat in front of your computer for already a few hours and you're exhausted, you know. That is another place to take some deep breaths and say, Lord, help me stand in your strength. Help me stand in your wisdom. Help me stand in your word and allow me to relinquish everything, surrender everything to you so that you can help me walk the next step. Let's look at the instructions that Jesus gives the disciples as he sends them. He summons the twelve in Luke 9 verse 1 and gives them power and authority over demons and to cure diseases. Let's call upon that right now. Father, help humanity right now to find a cure for this disease of COVID-19. Allow us, Father, to find a way to cure it and be with all those that right now are suffering because of it, Father. Jesus, in this passage, sends them to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So he's going to send them to attend to the body and attend to the soul. And we live in a culture where the attendance to the body has taken over by a lot. We hear all kinds of conversations about gyms and about training and diet regimes and all kinds of ways to keep our bodies healthier, issues of well-being, um, how to engage the senses. But very few times we hear something about healing the soul, aligning the soul. It's almost like the soul doesn't exist. So Jesus is sending us to help heal that distinction as well. And what he tells the apostles and us is take nothing for the journey. Take nothing. They don't take notebooks. They haven't sat there reading the Torah. They're fishermen and tax collectors and a doctor and, uh, you know, all the disciples that are going to come around you, an accountant, a beautician, a mom, a dad, a, a neighbor, He's sending us and saying, take nothing for the journey. Not, nor food, nor money, not a second tunic. And enter into a place and stay with them. And for those that are not going to welcome you, leave and shake the dust from your feet. And that is a way of saying, if you feel rejected, don't take that rejection with you. Leave that rejection behind and enter into the next city with the same enthusiasm with the same zest, with the same inspiration. Don't allow the dust from rejection to create this sort of crusty exterior that weighs you down and takes away your joy and your 
and your enthusiasm. And then the twelve set out in pairs and they go from village to village proclaiming the good news and curing diseases. Can you imagine that you and I right now could walk around curing diseases and that is what we've been called for. But we have forgotten the power of the word of God and we have forgotten that it is for us. It's been entrusted to us. This is not something that was given just to the apostles 2,000 years ago, but it is something that has been entrusted to us. And we have to find a way in community to build that faith, to understand that that is the power that was given to every Christian. So let us pray. Father, in the middle of all the things that are going on in the world right now, fires in California, floods here in this uh, Gulf Coast area, schools starting in the middle of a pandemic, economic situations that are hard on a lot of people. We know that you sit on the throne, Father, and that you are watching us and that you attend to our pleas and to our prayers and that you listen to them. We ask that you be with us, each one of us that is listening to these words right now, and that you allow us to have peace of mind, the peace that is beyond all understanding because it comes from you. And that as we watch the world around us in turmoil, we may have your peace and extend it to those around us. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm.